You're listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, giving listeners worldwide something to sing about. At the top of the hour this hour, acapella lineage. Over at the Acapella blog, Mike Chin has posted another installment in his 200 Reasons to Love Acapella series. In this one, he talks about how great it is when one group inspires another and cites multiple examples. In one example, he traces the lineage from DeVisi at the ICCA Finals in 2006 to BYU Noteworthy the next year, to the Florida State Acapellas and their finals, to Delilah on the sing-off. It's enough to get you thinking about the intertwining family tree that makes up a cappella from middle school through the pros. Chin's piece is short but evocative over at acapellablog.com. Hello, Acaville fans. You're listening to Tacapella, the Acaville radio weekly talk show. My name is Brandon Vance, uh, a guest host today. I'm actually from the very first episode, uh, and today... On our episode, I am going to be interviewing your regular host, John. Hey! Uh, John, say hi to everybody. Hello! This is so cool. I am not used to this. <laughs> <laughs> so for today's show, John is a uh, experienced a cappella singer. He hosted a, uh, or led, but it was kind of a barbershop quartet that sort of became a, yeah. a standard a cappella group yeah. uh, in his uh, undergraduate days in college. And today... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, ask John some questions about that. I thought that this would be a, a great experience uh, for uh, not only to hear about your, your regular your regular host, John Lampus, for those who are interested in hearing more about him, but also for those who are thinking about maybe starting up their own group. I know John here has done a pretty good job of talking about some of the, the, the difficulties, the experiences, but I thought that there might be some benefit to just kind of hear the story as it goes. Uh, and for those who are maybe not planning on doing that anytime soon, uh, it might just be an interesting story. Just to, You'll just learn something, kinda, probably. You'll learn something, maybe to hear a little bit from what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, so once Yay. again, my name is Brandon. Yeah, I'm from the very first episode. I'm very glad to be back. First guest ever. And fun fact, this is actually our, like, quote-unquote, season two finale before we go on uh, hiatus for two weeks for the winter break. And then, so this is, Brandon, you were the very first episode of the first season, and you were the very last episode of the second season. Wow. I'm really glad to be here. It's Absolutely. A, it's a privilege. All right, man. Hit me. Hit me, hit me, All right. hit me. Let's get started. So, John. Brandon. The, the group. <laughs> <laughs> the group. What was, uh, what, what, what was, what was the beginning of this group? Tell me, tell me how this whole, the whole group started. So, yeah, I started a group called the Timbermen and I did that. Uh, I first kind of started laying the seeds, if you will, uh, like pretty much like the second week of school of my junior year at the University of Puget Sound. Uh, and basically, story I actually haven't told on the show before, I auditioned for the large tenor-based acapella group, the pre-existing one, my freshman year. I got in, and I, but you know, I was offered a place in the group, and I decided not to do it because I wanted to focus on schoolwork. And that was actually a really like mm-hmm. tough thing for me to do is like it felt like, okay, I should put – you know, because I love acapella so much, it was kind of this, okay, let's put this on the back burner for now and really focus on getting grounded here at a new university. I'm a college freshman. I want to get 
my my bound or not my boundaries my um my land legs if you will just kind of get grounded at this new school so i said you know no um but i'd love to next year blah 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 and i auditioned the next year and i did not get in and i was like oh okay wow yeah and that was and that's and that's kind of a differing kind of choice than i would make in a group um i think some other guys in the group and uh saw it as uh like oh he thought he was too good for us blah 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 which is i didn't really think that but it's you know that's it's, it's a tricky kind of line to walk it's a tricky decision to make like and i know when i've you know done auditions with my groups it's really hard to choose people and i can understand the idea of like okay when you're like down to it you're honestly kind of looking for anything to separate one from the one person from the other and it was kind of like okay well this guy could have gotten in before and turned us down so maybe we don't want to do him so that was something and that was pretty hard for me as a sophomore is like um i had just gotten into the top choral group that year and i had you know big ego and then i was just like oh taken down a peg and then i was like okay but and one of the leaders of the group was like dude you'll totally get in next year like i prom not i don't think he said i promise but he was like very you know like don't worry about it you'll get in next year and then i auditioned again the next year and i did not get in a second time and you're kidding yeah so that was tough it was really tough the first time they only took tenors about the first time they turned me down the second time they just took all freshmen um and it was just differing opinions of you know like they just it, i just wasn't the right they didn't think i was uh, right for the group um which is you know whether i agree or disagree i don't think i can really i think it's really easy for people who don't get in acapella groups to be like well i know i should have gotten in it's like well okay you're not in the room you're not surveying all the singers you're not you haven't been in the group for the past year and you don't know how the dynamics work personalities blah 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 blah, blah. but that was a really hard thing for me to do and i remember uh, Brandon, I was on the phone with uh, one of our mutual friends and I was talking with him and then I got the email uh, that's like, hey, we don't, you're not in the group. This is the second time I've been rejected my junior year. And I looked at that and I was like, okay, I need a second. Five minutes after that, I texted one of my new friends that year, um, who was a junior named AJ. I texted him, he's a great tenor and I messaged him, dude. And I was just like, and that was, and uh, with the intent of like, I'm going to start something. And I sent him that at like 12 at night, whenever or whatever I heard that, um, when I heard back from garden level, the big tenor bass group. And then I talked to him and he was like, what? And I was like, I'll talk to you in choir, which is like a really crappy way to start a conversation. <laughs> now that I think of it, send a text at midnight. And then like when he responds in the morning, I'll talk to you in a couple hours. But so I talked to him that day in choir and I was like, I want to start a group. I want to start a tenor bass quartet. Cause I was th- thinking about, uh, what would eventually become Timberman. I'm, we're kind of in the in the fetus stage or the embryo, you know, getting it. It's all coming together. That's a really weird analogy. I'm going to just pretend I didn't say that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, as I'm thinking about this, um, I'm looking at it. I'm talking with my buddy AJ and I was like, okay, I don't want to create another large tenor based group, mainly because I don't really know how to direct that kind of group. I don't have the arrangements for that. But I did have a lot of arrangements for was a four-part or maybe even five-part tenor bass uh, quartet or quintet and I, had, I pitched that to him and I was like dude we could do this and he was like yes I'm down he was super on board right there at the beginning and then I was like okay we have a baritone we have a high tenor we need to fill out the other two parts because I was just like okay this should just be a quartet for now and I remember asking another friend there uh, his name was Will he was another really good tenor I was like do you want to do this and he's like no dude I'm too busy this semester I just can't I was like okay and then I was still trying to figure out people. I asked um, 
a guy named Connor from my fraternity who said yes, he wanted to do it. He was another tenor, so he became our second a tenor. And then I was asked another bass, a low bass, who was actually in the large tenor bass group, um, who uh, was thinking about doing a second group. He said he couldn't do it. So then I was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do this. So I completely, completely lucked out and got the like full-on operatic, like best musician, super good uh, bass singer, like super low bass from choir, who I had was sure he would say no. But he was like, yeah, that sounds wow. fun. And I, I can pinpoint like had we not gotten him to do it i am certain the group would not have existed he um and the, not that the tenors were you know less valuable than him but in the sense of like there were really no other low bases who were at the level besides the one i previously asked uh the level that the group needed to be um and i was like okay it can really only be this uh, these two guys one already said no and this this guy who did do it, whose uh, name is Alex, who's the bass section leader, great operatic, like, and he could do really deep stuff, like really low um, bass notes. And it was like, okay, if we could get him, that would be ideal. And we got him, and that was like, holy crap! So I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be the best thing ever. Just you know, flooring it, and I was really excited. Um, and that's you know when you are thinking of creating a group or having a group, you know, just starting something like that it's really easy to think like, okay, we got the right members. But um, what I soon realized as we started rehearsals was one, I didn't really know how to lead a musical rehearsal where I was also singing. And like, it like I'd been in a um, quintet in my senior year of high school, unfortunately named the poop decks worst. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. You remember they, they were, that's the worst group name I've ever heard still to this day. Um, cool jackets uh, though. I would second that motion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so first off, I was like, okay, how are rehearsals going to be structured? Uh, no one really cared a lot about repertoire. Um, uh, so I chose most of the pieces. One person suggested a piece that we ended up arranging for it. Um, but basically we, there was definitely a few roadblocks. One being, I really didn't know how to run a rehearsal or any, even though the others were all competent musicians, um, it's still like I was kind of looked to not as to be the musical director, but just kind of give us a, a guideline, some to kind of follow. Uh, yeah, you're still the leader of the group. Yes, I was like the quote unquote president. I was the person who had kind of gotten it together. So there was a little bit of like, okay, how are we going to do this? And I really didn't know. And but what made it harder was what I didn't realize is the uh, second person I asked to join, um, Connor, who's uh, honestly got a great solo tenor voice. Um, he just hadn't had a lot of experience doing. Um, like close harmony stuff like that holding your part one because this uh this was a quartet one on a part and uh that was just something that he had not really been exposed to uh and he made a lot of progress since his freshman year i know he as i remember this because i think he's just such a great vocalist he was uh placed in the non-auditioned choir his freshman year when he auditioned and then his sophomore year he had improved so much as a singer uh he was placed in not only the main group but also like the very uh, top group uh, for the school. So I was like, okay, I want this guy. And I just didn't realize that he had not had as much experience in close harmony singing. And we didn't do auditions. I just asked people to join. And I didn't really realize that for a while. And, uh, he really struggled. He was not really able to hold his part. And I thought, you know, at the beginning it was easier to hide cause we're all still learning our pieces, but it became obvious. I want to say like, you know, we started rehearsals like mid-September and by, we'd been doing rehearsals and it just wasn't clicking. Nothing was really sounding good. Um, 
and by think like before Thanksgiving, I realized like, oh, okay, I think it's I think it's Connor. He's not really able to hold his part. It's not meshing well, and uh, so that was like a really tricky moment. Me looking at this like, okay, I can do one of two things. I can ask you know a, a good friend of mine to leave the group and maybe make him you know not feel great and i really didn't like that idea or i can just not have the group be a thing anymore and i honestly really didn't make a decision definitively for a little bit i always how how i kind of stumbled into what eventually became timberman or the next kind of phase was uh basically uh something i think all group leaders it's good for them to do i always would text people whenever we had the day of either a rehearsal or a sectional just as a reminder in case there was anything slightly different or whatever i just say hey reminder rehearsal today at three just i always did that whatever Mm -hmm. it's just a good way to keep people even though i'm sure they'll remember there's always going to be that day where you have a brain fart or something it's just a good way to organize things and i remember at when i was pretty much at this point was like okay i don't ask connor to leave i'll just let the group dissolve I didn't text anyone, but the two other guys, Alex and AJ, the really low bass and the uh, really good tenor, both showed up. Connor did not. And we're like, okay, well, let's run through some stuff. We ran through uh, one of the pieces we had been working on, uh, the first piece we ever performed and learned, which was God Only Knows by the Beach Boys, but the bio, or the Bioshock Infinite version. Bioshock, yes. Yeah, it's uh, when it's arranged for Barbershop. And we sang it. We didn't have the melody because Connor was not there, but we heard it and we're like, oh, that even the, though some of the chords weren't complete, we're like, oh that's really in tune that's really sounding good and we kind of all had this moment we're sitting there we're like okay the other two guys really wanted this group to continue i did too i just didn't know how to go about it uh and we're like i think we have to ask connor to leave and that was a really tricky thing because we had been trying to you know he had been practicing a bit he had you know i offered okay do you want like um you know recording recording like i'll record your part but it was really just a he hadn't had enough experience doing close harmony singing, which was exactly where I was a couple years before. Like I was like, Oh, I'm the only one singing my part. And you just have to develop an ear for that. That's just experience rather than like hardcore skill. Like I'm so good. Um, so that was really tricky. And they were, and I was like, okay, they decided like, yeah, I think we want to ask Connor to leave. And I was like, okay, I'm the leader of the group. I should do it. Once I kind of heard from them that that wasn't like a horrible thing to do. Like it, it's shitty, but it's not like this terrible you know, um, terrible, terrible thing that would ruin him or anything. So um, I met with him. And actually, when I met with Connor, when he was actually working on uh, his parts, which I guess he told me was like the first time he had done that, which was like, oh, okay. Um, but we sat there and I kind of framed it as like, hey, is this like your thing? Are you sure this is what you wanted to be doing? And he was like, you know, I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm just not really think I'm I think I'm gonna do this or I think that I'm in the right place you know he said he'd been talking with his his girlfriend or whatever and she was concerned it wasn't really for him blah 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 and um she was like okay so let's just like you know and basically and he said basically uh you know I haven't put in a lot of time on this I'll admit that uh but I still think I could do it and I just kind of came down to was like okay you're pretty sure you can do this but you haven't been able to put enough time in to make it work. And it, I was basically I phrased it like, okay, or how I framed it to him was, um, you know, whether it's an actual merit or on skill or not, the question is, do you actually have time to put into to actually make this work? And he was like, you know, I'm not sure. So I was like, okay, let's talk about it in a bit. But basically by the end of Thanksgiving break, if you, and I didn't phrase it in this, as aggressively, but I was like, if you want to still be a part of the group, we just got to see that you can hold your part on these song, these three songs we've been working on. He was like, yeah, okay. 
Um, but I'll, and he was like, I'll think about it. Not sure if I still want to be in the group. And I was like, that's fine. Think it through. Um, and then, you know, he thought it through and basically we never had like an, honestly, like a big official, like, yeah, I'm gone moment, but it was kind of, it just kind of like a moment. I was like, so do you think you want to do? He's like, yeah, not sure. And honestly, we, there wasn't a specific like, boom, Connor's out moment for honestly, for me after that meeting, it was cause he really just didn't seem like he wanted to do it. But after that, we asked, um, the first other tenor besides the first one I asked, uh, will, I was like, Hey, do you want to do this? He was like, no, no, I don't have time for it. And I'm like, we, and then we were like, Hey, we want you to see this. And we sang through me and the other two members. We sang through our parts for him on the God only knows piece. And we're like, we want you to do this. And he was like, okay, I'll think about it. And then, um, <laughs> you wooed him. yeah, we wooed, dude, we wooed. Um, and, uh, and we're like, just tell us after Thanksgiving break. And when he got back, he's like, yeah, I want to do it. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Cause this, uh, will, he was also the tenor section leader. So he was very talented wow. and he had a, and he had a lighter voice that really, worked well with our sound and basically i'm like okay it's right after we got get back from thanksgiving break and i'm like okay we have our members everyone was dedicated everyone was ready to do this and the semester was almost over so we're like okay so we didn't really rehearse the rest of that semester because there was like two weeks left but we had a meeting where we sat down we're like okay this is what we want to do here are some songs this these are our ideas um and basically that's kind of how we got the foundation for the for the first semester performing semester of Timberman also basically just like what what we were going to do and how we're going to do it and we kind of framed it as yeah we're going to do barbershop because that's what it originally started as that was kind of how I um framed it to people um though that's not really exactly what it was but it was just a way of I thought a way to kind of get on the campus acapella scene without getting people annoyed that oh you're making a second tenor based acapella group and I was like yeah okay whatever um, we still did barbershop stuff. Our original t-shirt said barbershop, but, uh, just, you know, thinking, just looking ahead a little bit at the end of the next semester, we learned five songs and they were the, um, Bioshock version of God only knows the, uh, theme song to the show scrubs. I'm no Superman. Like it's, which is kind ah, of an yes, alternative yes. pop thing. Just kind of a, you know, just kind of grooving fun little piece, but not barbershop. Uh, we did the song Honeybee by Steam Powered Giraffe, which I know you love. I love oh, it. I'm getting, yeah, I am getting my current group here. We're start, we've just learned it. Um, and then we also did uh, a really easy version of Down to the River to Pray. And uh, we ended with Shaboom, which would become our signature song. But those wow. just, yeah, it was never really like a full on barbershop group from the beginning. We all, the group still does. And uh, I think last semester they actually just did doo-wop pieces, which was really cool. And plus wow. a few other modern ones. But basically end of 2013, we had, everything was kind of laid out. And then I was like, we need a name. And uh, beforehand, the idea, the name Sharp Side of the Tune was suggested, <laughs> which I hated. And uh so does fun fact uh the boss here at Ockerville, aaron uh, when we talked about it on our episode about group names um but we i was like no and the other guys were like oh no it'd be totally good and then i was like i just stonewalled i was like we can't do that we cannot be that <laughs> there's a bar and and they they, they crossed them. there's a line and they just they, they went over it you got you got to draw it somewhere yeah and um i never had it really phrased to me in the way i needed it to be um because i don't like those groups where it's very totalitarian or very like you know this my way or the highway but my voice teacher dr padula was also been on the show she was like this is your baby this is your group it's okay if you make like if you make pretty assertive clear decisions and i was like you are right 
So I stonewalled them on the sharp side of the tune, and they were like, okay, so we'll figure out the name. We just called it the quartet for a while. Um, but December, I remember this very clearly, December 2013, it's winter break. I'm on my way to get sushi, turn on the radio, uh, Timber by Kesha comes on. And I was like, Timber, Timber. And uh, basically when I created uh, the group, I was looking you know, looking at inspirations I looked at. The Crossmen from uh, St. Olaf College, who are amazing. Duncan, the one of the founders of that group, has been on twice now. He'll probably be on again soon. And I was also looking at the Blanks, uh, who did the cover of the Scrubs theme song, uh, Superman. And I was like, okay, well, I really like having men end it. And I was like, Timber, Timbermen. And it worked. And I texted everyone right then and there. I was like, hey, Timbermen, they were all like, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, I... I have a quick question. Yeah. Um, maybe for the for the for the viewers at home. Now, is this timber spelled as in uh, logging timber, or is this T I M B R E as in uh, referring to the musical uh, yeah. concept? So, fun fact: uh, it is referring to um, just logging timber because the school is called University of Puget Sound. Our mascot is the loggers, and T I M. B R E is actually in musical terms. It's actually pronounced timbre. So there was no intention of pun with that. I was like, nope, not doing pun. And I, I didn't it, think so, but I wanted to. Wanted yeah, to I thought I know it some was people for still a while. read it as timber as opposed to. Timber. I did. I remember. I, I yeah, I always <laughs> did that. Um, so that was kind of like the first semester of Timberman. It was a rough creation process, as I think all of them are, uh, unless you've done it many times before, which I obviously had not. And um, it was it was really fun. So, Brandon, we actually got to take a quick break here for commercial. Yeah. Why don't we listen to uh, God Only Knows from the, the Bioshock Ooh, version? Yes, let's do that. I don't have the version Timberman did, but let's do the version played in Bioshock by the B-Sharps. Let's do that, Brandon. All right. We're going to play Bioshock Infinite, uh, the arrangement for Bioshock Infinite of God Only Knows, performed by the B-Sharps here on Tacapella, and we're going to be right back. I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above you, you never need to doubt it. I'll make you so sure about it. God only knows what I'd be. Nothing to me. So, so what good would living do me? God only knows what I'd be without you. Oh, 
stars above you. You never need to doubt it. I'll make you so sure about it. God only knows what I'd be without you. Listening to community supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, giving listeners worldwide something to sing about. And welcome back to Acapella. This is Acaville Radio's weekly talk show. Every week I have the guest bring us back in, but this week I'm the guest, and my great buddy Brandon Vance is interviewing me. Hello again, Brandon. Hi, everybody. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here, dude. Yeah, thank you, thank you. We uh, we just heard a lot uh, about your your story through uh, putting together your own acapella group, barbershop group, sort of barbershop diet group. Yeah, uh, the Timbermen uh, from your undergraduate days at the University of Puget Sound. And wow, I, I have to say, definitely a bit of a rough beginning. Yeah, really Probably, rough. Yeah, I mean, for certainly some some good and memorable moments, but. Uh, I'm not sure that there's anybody in this world that particularly enjoys, Matt, what would you call it? Maybe drama with friends and 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 having to having to having to in, reestablish some things in the group that can mean yeah. getting rid of the old. Yeah, and one probably one of the most rewarding things that I've ever experienced in my life is is actually getting to do work with my friends as opposed yeah. to new coworkers. But of course, the <laughs> price you pay is a, is a you know, it's a harsh one. Is that when the work doesn't work out? Yeah, it, it can it can be a little bit burdensome. Uh, I hope that things are a little bit better today with those people. Maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. yeah, things are yeah. good. I think it it went a lot smoother than I anticipated. Still was not smooth, but smoother with that recovery was pretty easy. Of course, of course. Uh, glad I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Uh, but now I so I, w- I want to hear a little bit more. Uh, you just described how you got the name the timberman which is a yeah. little bit of a different experience than i thought uh who would have thought the kesha's song is being the, that's it there's the no cool there. like there was no moment where i was like it's like this musical revelation i was driving to get sushi i heard timber and that was it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you were talking a little bit about finding the sound of the group and yeah. sort of how you got to that point and, and sort of the maybe some of the the issues that arise with the changing of members and the different experience yeah. levels and maybe the different intended sounds. So why don't you why don't you tell us all a little bit more about yeah. that? Yeah. So I can honestly say we didn't really have a sound in our first like quote unquote first semester where we just had the original four and we didn't really have uh, you know we weren't singing in tune blah blah blah. But once we had Will switch in, um, we I we had found a good sound. It was basically uh, you know all four of us at that time were vocal performance majors so it was like big vibrato big you know like almost operatic but because all of us were doing it 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 blended well and it worked well and we like knew how to do vibrato that wouldn't throw the chords super out of tune and we knew how to straight tone for the most part when it needed to be straight tone 
Um, but we, we were a group that, because we were all on the same kind of academic track vocally and we were going the same place musically, uh, it was actually, a pre- it was a really cool sound. It was just big, kind of almost operatic, as one of my friends put it, like, you know, just an operatic quartet. It didn't, you know, we didn't do opera by any means, but we had those voices and we sang with those voices. And that sure, was really fun. Sure. Um, and I'm glad we did that. And then uh, at the end of our first semester performing, and I already mentioned all the, you know, honestly, after our first semester of getting everything figured out, our, you know, our first, our second semester, our first performing semester, things were pretty smooth. We got the pieces, we performed them, we performed uh, three times that semester, and uh, it, it all went really well. It was a really fun time. And we jived well, and we knew the kind of music we want to make. We had assistance from, you know, uh, our choral director, Dr. Stephen Zopi. He helped us one time, and uh, other people who just came to hear us and just give us criticisms. And I think we made some good music. But there was definitely a big, scary change um, going into our third semester and our second performing semester. And that hits on the things you're talking about, Brian, about finding the sound. Uh, so, uh, AJ, who was the, uh, the first person I asked to join the group, uh, he decided he was just really too busy. And I understand that he was going into a sophomore year of being a music major, which is when you start music history at Puget Sound and it's crazy hard. Uh, and he decided, you know, he didn't really have time for that. So I was like, okay. So, and Alex, the really great bass, he had graduated. So we're like, okay, it's me and Will. And we had two comparatively, especially compared to Alex, we had two of the lighter voices. So, um, I probably had the largest voice and I don't really have a large voice, which just kind of tells you something about uh, like in, in our next semester, just where people were coming from. We all came comparatively our first semester, first performing semester. We all very, we all came from very similar places musically second semester way farther from that. So second semester, um, you know, we held auditions. We got very few people who actually showed up to auditions, but we heard uh, three voices we really liked Um one of which is still with the group. Uh, so we offered spots to three people, one being uh, Jace, who was a, uh, you know, he couldn't read music and he couldn't uh, really, you know, read rhythm or really knew how all that stuff worked. But he came in and he learned his part by just listening to it. Um, he, he sang the bass two part for auditions. And it was like this hard arrangement of um, come fly with me, a barbershop arrangement. And he came in and he sang it more in tune than other people there who could read music and which was really wow. cool so we're like okay this guy doesn't read music or is taking voice lessons currently but he's still able to like do this stuff musically and so we're like okay that and he had the best like low bass voice out of everyone so we're like great uh there was another guy who uh, we liked he was a tenor named aiden he ended up going to the other acapella group garden level the large tenor bass group which was a bummer um but because he, he was a music ed major and i think he was kind of our ideal candidate in regards to like okay this is musically like they come from the same kind of place and then uh we got one more great member uh, so we only actually had two uh new people which again making it a quartet um which was my friend greg Starr, who again has been on the show and he was a music education grad student where he was a masters of arts and teaching student uh for choral music ed and he had i just remember uh it was good he held his part and everything but i remember even before i heard that um one of my friends who was sitting outside the choir room or not the choir room during the, the one of the choir offices during auditions uh she was right before him and she said okay he did the sight reading he um sight reading exercise he sight read the whole thing right and i was like okay i don't care what he sounds like i'm gonna put him in regardless <laughs> of how well he does 
Um, and that was a big boost to the group in that he was very he's Greg has incredibly incredibly sharp ears and can hear when things are wrong hear when things are right uh and he was just he he and I basically um me him and Will were basically um but mainly me and Greg were like the co-musical directors for that uh, our second semester essentially um but getting finally to your point Brandon of um oh finding the sound uh so I had comparatively at the larger voice which is not typical i don't really have a big like a big voice um uh jace who had had you know he was singing he was singing he sang bass too pretty much that whole semester he had sung a little bit in choir um but again no music experience but he was you know he still had a good sound uh and a really good sound uh will again a lighter voice but a good a good lighter voice that again was very trained and then greg who also had like uh, a voice probably you know similar to mine but he had such great ears and he had a really nice voice uh so we all we you know i was doing performance in ed will was doing performance jace wasn't a music major and greg was doing uh you know a masters in ed so we're all coming from very different places we all had a very very like a lot of varying levels of experience in terms of choral music and in terms of singing tight harmonies some not at all some a ton some just a bit and some who were faking it, like me. Um, <laughs> and that was, I think, really tricky because basically uh, we had to kind of, it was it was much harder for us to blend because, you know, I was at a time where I was just like vibrato on everything big, just trying to sound big and stuff. Uh, and that kind of stuck out. I stuck out more than I would like to that semester. Uh, Greg and Will blended together really nicely and so did Jay. So for me, it was kind of, I was used to being able to just kind of go all out the previous semester in terms of just like singing fortes, blah, blah, blah. But I had to scale it back for the, for the, not in terms of like good versus bad sound, but just in terms of like volume and blending. And I, I had to learn how to sing well in a different way and to fit within the sleeve of sound better. And that was tricky because we were, we were doing pretty much, we were doing pretty similar repertoire, uh, doing some barbershops, some like, light pop pieces like we did sound of silence was our probably most modern tune uh we did shaboom again that became our signature song we did that version of come fly with me uh a barbershop version of wild irish rose and a version of um i'm into something good uh which was and those were fun pieces but finding the sound was a matter of seeing you have to kind of look at yourself on a spectrum of like, okay, in terms of volume, in terms of tone quality, in terms of all that stuff, you know, like where does it fall best for the sake of the group for where, where do I in all within the realm of healthy singing, what makes sense for the group? For what, uh, where should I fall in these spectrums for the sake of the group essentially? So that was a, definitely a big time of like discovery for myself and honest. And our sound changed a lot. It was much smaller, but in some ways uh, tighter, but in some ways, you know, um, less, you know, less, I don't want to say impressive, but just like big, uh, but we still made good sounds and I was really happy with that. Uh, so that, that's kind of my whole spiel on finding the sound. You need to be really self-critical, I think, not in an overly like negative way, but just finding out, okay, where does my voice fit within the sleeve of sound? How do I make this ensemble one voice and not just four individuals, essentially? Mm-hmm. I think that's a, actually a really interesting and important point. Uh, sometimes when I, when I think about music groups, uh, you know, oftentimes we want to, I think the inclination is that everybody wants to be Freddie Mercury, and, and yeah. I certainly don't blame them. You know, everybody wants to have, you know, the most incredible, amazing solo voice. Everyone uh, wants and that maybe mustache. If you could, 
Oh, everybody wants that too. <laughs> but, but more than anything, I think that what's most effective, um, sometimes I like to think about it almost like in terms of food. You can think of Freddie Mercury as being uh, the most amazing chocolate, like milk chocolate specifically that you've ever had, or, or insert, you know, some very luxurious, you know, wonderful food. Yeah. Uh, and if you can bring that, I, I mean, you know, it's going to probably work out for you. But more often than not, I think it's probably better to be something that's more like, uh, for a food analogy, again, it's probably yeah. better to be something more like rice. Uh, yeah. Ideally, you could be rice where you can also be that amazing, you know, maybe crazy spicy, uh, you know, mustachio, like, chocolate, yeah, mustachio chocolate or something else like that. <laughs> um, but as long as you have that sort of that rice to back up on, rice can fit into, you know, a multitude of dishes and a multitude of dishes can be made on the back of rice. You know, that, that is what's going to help you to be able to really fit into a group. If you can, yeah. if you can sort of come, come back and, and blend into a group really well, uh, sort of going off of what you were saying earlier in the episode between a singer who fit really well in a choir and then sort of struggled yeah. in, uh, in a solo group. That was, that's actually an experience that I personally have had as a singer. Uh, I've gotten into virtually every chamber choir that I've auditioned for. Uh, I think mostly on the grounds of I have a fairly good blending voice and I will never get a pitch wrong pretty much ever. That's, that's kind of my one going thing going for me. Uh, and as soon as I started to get into smaller groups and also doing an actual individual vocal ensemble, yeah, you know, I had to hear my voice kind of stick out a lot more and, 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 mm -hmm. and listen to some of the more fine grainy things. And, and I had this moment of, Oh, I <laughs> no, And I think that's, I know that I'm not the only one not that's at all. struggled with that. So for, for the, I guess, the viewers at home who have hopes of either going from individual into a bigger choir or vice versa, know that no matter what the transition is, it can be, it can be very difficult. Um, even if you are a very experienced singer, sometimes it can, uh, it can just be a different skill set that maybe you're not used to. Yeah. So I think, don't give up. Yeah, I think you just don't ever want to lock yourself too firmly in one gear. Uh, obviously, have like a good foundation of vocal technique uh but be in but don't be afraid to try and do different things with your voice and try you know different styles because that's basically that's one of the biggest things i learned from timberman is like okay singing this without vibrato or singing this in a way with vibrato that makes sense etc etc so i think i think that's a very timely lesson i think it's a very important thing for people to understand mm -hmm. i think so um but anyway yeah so back to the back to the timberman uh i want to hear a little bit more about uh, your your first performance, kind of backtracking a little bit, yeah. got into this this term because I think that's a, I think that's sort of a really difficult thing yeah. for a lot of people, and also certainly I, I I'm gonna guess I didn't I wasn't there for it. You know, you were about four yeah. hours away, from me. yeah. But I can only <laughs> guess that the crowd maybe wasn't what you were expecting, or wasn't very much at all. Uh, tell me tell me a little bit about that. You know, actually, uh, our first performance. Uh, it was really it was well attended and it went really well like contrary to like what I was expecting we sang two songs uh, we sang God Only Knows uh, and we sang Superman um, and you know for outfits we didn't have t-shirts yet or a logo so we just wore flannels because like Timbermen 
and we performed it in the Oppenheimer Cafe at University of Puget Sound, which is kind of in the science building area, not far from the music building, but it is a really, really cool place. It's like a dome, it's like a glass prism of, and that's what it's like, that's that when you when you're in there and it's raining it's awesome it's just a really cool environment so we went uh to go sing there yeah we went to sing there and we're like okay let's hope this is good and we were pretty you know we had gotten we had gotten we practiced a lot again this is our first semester first performing semester and actually like a bunch of our friends came to see us the choir director came to see us you know it was actually like well populated now there was a lot of people there for this little cafe and i was like oh boy okay this actually matters not that it didn't matter but it was uh it was just a really nerve-wracking thing and the songs went well we stayed in tune for pretty much everything people like i (laughs) what i remember is we'd always done uh, we weren't straight laced, but on God only knows it was, we took maybe a little more seriously. We didn't have like, weren't goofing off, but I remember during the bridge, there's a part where it's like a trombone part that's sung by the tenor two and it goes, and, uh, yeah. And then Will starts miming a trombone to hit and like hitting, miming, hitting me in the face, like with the trombone slide. It just was, (laughs) I saw that and I was like, I forgot that happened. I was just so like, okay let's do this um but it went really well and then we did superman that also went really well um and i think it was you know i think we made a facebook event we just kind of showed everyone like hey this is us and it was really fun time for us to establish our identity to establish ourselves to the campus community not in a big showy way but just like hey this is us and this is what we do and this is what we're going to keep doing so it was a really cathartic rewarding experience for sure wow that's that's really that's really exciting i think that most groups are, are not as fortunate to uh, to have a big crowd on the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I was going to make, of course, some sort of message about, you know, hey, don't give up. You know, if your first <laughs> crowd has, you know, one person there. But you know, sure enough, you're, you're, a, you're a big jerk and you get a big giant crowd on your first time. So I suppose that's a nice advantage of, of, it, of performing at a, a college where you have a small you know, sort of cafe with yeah, small school with with regular attendees yeah warriors. it's not like we just were like hey everybody like there were people there who weren't there to see us like there were people there just having coffee and there's this really funny photo from the event like where we're like unintentionally brought blocking the drink fridge and like people are like someone's like trying to get around us and it was like, <laughs> it was a locker but it was really fun we didn't notice it uh, but yeah that was our first performance and i absolutely loved it it was really rewarding and one of my favorite performances like ever what, what would you say is was your favorite performance? Was this with the first section or the first group of, of uh, Timbermen? Was with, this when you the second round where you just got those member changes that you were talking about a few minutes ago? Yeah, that's where do you think this was? Oof, yeah, now, oh man. Um, I think probably my favorite. So, just to give a quick overview of like the semester in between these, uh, between this. Uh, Will had to leave the group at the end of our second semester because of vocal fatigue. He had some vocal stuff going on. Uh, he just needed to take time to recover his voice. Yet I can't remember what it was. Um, and so he did that. And we got another great new tenor named Danny, kind of in the same boat as Jace. Uh, great voice, could sing in tune really well. I uh, couldn't read music, but was able to hold his part in really difficult pieces. And he's uh, currently still in the group. He is a great member of it. He and Jace have been there uh, the longest great great guys um, uh, shout out uh, to those guys yeah uh, shout out to you too uh, i i always struggled with uh, reading music as a child i actually i played 
instruments for several years uh, before I even learned how to oh, actually read same. music. Oh, so, same. Dude. Just I a short sang, interjection. Sorry I about sang, that. Shout out to everybody no. else out there. You're training. And <laughs> I nothing sang else. for many years without knowing how to read music. So it's just, that's just how it goes. Um, but we had... Uh, I would consider our third semester kind of an improvement on the previous semester. Just we got more comfortable with each other. I was used to singing with Greg and Jace. Danny came in, learned a lot of music really fast. It just, it, we had we had our struggles, but there was, I think our third semester is when everyone really, really liked each other. And that was a great benefit. So my instinct is to be like, oh, okay. Maybe it was, my favorite performance was in my third semester, but it was probably, um, I want to say it was probably my last Timbermed performance, which where just, keeping track of members we had those four the four from the previous semester which was myself jace danny and greg and then we added a guy named aaron who is a fantastic fantastic tenor uh who um is unfortunately no longer in the group he unfortunately had to leave uh his undergrad experience at puget sound but he was fantastic and i was like my fourth fourth performing semester with timberman is where i was like oh this is what i wanted this is like this is what we've been building up to we had five very talented very motivated vocalists all who learned their parts really well and i prefer five to four just because there's more quote-unquote place to hide but they're, they're just a it's you still get that small group sound but with just a you have you can do more and i think my more favorite, to blend and more to, yeah, yeah more to work with yeah especially when it comes to arranging and we got to do a lot of arrangements i'd wanted to do that were five part and i think my favorite timberman performance was probably my last with the group which was it was like this goodbye for me and greg because greg and i both had to leave left the group at the same time greg uh, was going into his student teaching in the master's program, which you can't really do anything on campus at that point. You're on campus like once a week. And I was graduating um, mid-semester or mid-year. So we performed in the, oh, what was it? Um, it was the uh, occupational therapy building. Uh, there's just this really extravagant entrance way. And we went in there to check it out and we're like, oh, we can sing really well in here. It's had a great sound. And we were like, okay, this is where we're going to do it. And I just, uh, 12 songs, I think. And we ended, our second to last song was uh, my solo, which is Hey Ya, the version by the Blanks uh, with ukulele. So maybe it wasn't actually acapella, but no, oh well. Um, and then our ending song, Shaboom, which had been rearranged for that semester to really show off everyone, really do well. And I just was, you know, I was welling up a little bit. I was like, we're doing our, as I was just kind of fine throughout the whole performance. And I was like, oh man, this is the end this is the end and it was you know a lot of my close friends were there who came to see us it was a small crowd but it was intimate and it was really nice so i think having that kind of finality to it that was it was a big kind of like all right goodbye timberman and it was it was a great great experience and um one thing that was unique about that semester is that we'd actually we had two uh, low bass and a baritone uh wyatt and alex who have both been on the show before um, who were taking Greg and I's places for the next semester. And they sang with us on that a little bit too. So there was a good transition going forward. All the pieces were in place and man, dude, it, I, it was, it was a good feeling. It was, it got emotional, but I loved it. That's awesome. And I, I think you even have a, a temperament piece for us to, to listen yes, to today. Yeah, Is that correct? So, yeah. So, um, at our, at our last performance, everyone performed, everyone had two solos, uh, and this was one of mine. This was Australia by the Shins, arranged by uh, Duncan Toomey. Um, this is from our acapella extravaganza, which was like our second or third performance of that year. The probably the biggest acapella performance of that year. And it's uh, it's me on the solo. Um, so that's 
that's fun. Uh, but I think it was a good performance. I think it was a good time. Really hard to hear in that auditorium, but it was it was fun. So we're going to listen to Australia by the Shins, arranged by Duncan Toomey, performed by the University of Puget Sound, Timberman. <laughs> Listening to community supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, giving listeners worldwide something to sing about. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. 
And welcome back to Tacapella. I'm today's host, Brandon, and I'm here joined by my guest and regular host, John. <laughs> Yay. Uh, we've been uh, having a great time talking about the Timbermen, and we actually just heard them for the first time on Tacapella Radio, which is pretty well, exciting. It was, actually, it was actually the second time, but this is the first time I was ever big-headed enough to put my own voice out there. So, uh, so second time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's that's really great, and I, I have to say this has been been quite an experience listening to all of this because uh, I did not get to experience all this with you, given that we went to other schools. Mm-hmm. But also because I think I think there's you know I think it's I think it's very uh, valuable and interesting to sort of hear these uh, hear the, the the performer side of, yeah. of the group. Sometimes you just hear groups and you just you hear the finished product and you're like, wow, that's. How'd you get there? How did that all come? How did that come together? Yeah. You find out that the path there is often a little bit messy, uh, painful, and difficult. Littered Uh, with the blood of my enemies. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Freshman. I'm just kidding. uh, Only kidding. Only kidding. Um, To all the freshmen out there, we love you. We've been there too before. Uh, Just a silly joke. Uh, But uh, on that note, so I want to I want to go ahead and uh, sort of wrap up the show, listening a little bit. What what would you say were your biggest difficulties in forming this group? Maybe unexpected challenges that you that you encountered along the way. Yeah, I think my so, biggest difficulty was uh, the honestly kind of the culture of Puget Sound, which was very unreceptive not not to us, but the acapella culture. Which I actually talked about this on a previous episode. They were basically like groups were kind of like antag- The other groups were a little antagonistic. Not. Uh, underground sound fun fact they have uh, one of their former members is works uh, at uh, Acaville now so just clarifying that um, but we had individual members from other groups be antagonistic try and tell us what repertoire we were allowed to perform and I was like Ooh. no um, this sounds like uh, the movie um, the Pitch Perfect Pitch Perfect yeah I remember us seeing us seeing that together um, but yeah, it was, there was a sense of like, okay, the new kids on the block and like the other groups were going to show us like how it worked. And I was just like, nope, we're doing our thing. And if that bugs you, that's your problem. And that was tricky because it put me in conflict with two of the presidents or presidents from two of the other groups. And they, I think they understood eventually, but I was like, we're doing what we want. We're not and And then that was, that was tough. Uh, Cause I was friends with both of those people and it was tricky to kind of do that to to kind of it was it was rarely you know a lot of our musical issues were figured you know and um like structural issues were figured out within the first two semesters but the third semester when we began our first full year the main struggle was just like convincing people we deserve to exist and creating our our niche on campus and showing people hey we belong and this is what we do that was that was probably my biggest thing and advice would just be like stand your ground dude unless you're like really doing something terribly wrong you know hold the line <laughs> don't don't let other groups push you around just because you're new or small yeah a lot of a lot of political challenges there yep a lot of exactly that's, that's, yeah but but keep both strong keep doing your thing and and people will respect you yeah so i think that we're going to be closing out a little bit here yeah uh i've been your host today brandon it's been a pleasure to be here my second time here on talk pella and uh, my guest today, John, usual host here. Um, thank you for telling every, uh, everybody about your, your story with the, the Timbermen and how that's all come together. And 
I guess this is going to be a little bit of a goodbye here for a couple of weeks as we enter the holiday season. Yeah, we go on hiatus here on Ockaville. We just play holiday music. And um, so it's just going to be reruns for two weeks. But then we'll be back two or three weeks and with new episodes, with a fun season three. Uh, everyone, thanks so much for listening to Talkpella for two seasons. This is episode 24. We're going to begin season three with our 25th episode. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's We got some exciting stuff planned um, for next season. I'm really excited to be able to do this. Thank you everyone for listening to talk Appella. Brandon. Thanks so much for coming on this show. It's been super fun having you here. I really, really appreciate it. It's also just fun to, to not be the host. And you know, I've probably <laughs> talked more than usual this time. Um, so thanks again, Brandon, for coming on everyone. Thanks so much for listening to talk Appella here on Acaville radio for everything Acapella. Stay tuned. No, 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 I can't do it. No, 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 no. Out the door, just in time. Head down the 405. Gotta meet the new boss by 8 a.m. The phone rings in the car. The wife is working hard. She's running late tonight again. Well, I know what I've been told. You gotta work to feed the soul. But I can't do this all on my own. No, I know. I'm no Superman. your love online you think you're doing fine but you're just plugged into the wall and that deck of tarot cards won't get you very far there ain't no hand to break your fall well i know what i've been told you gotta know just when to fold but i can't do this all on my own no i know i'm no superman the finish line won the race but lost your mind was it worth it after all I need you here with me cause love is all we need just take a hold of the hand that breaks the fall well I know what I've been told Gotta break free to break the mold But I can't do this all on my own No, I can't do this all on my own No, I know that I'm no Superman Someday we'll be together. I'm no Superman. Someday, 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 some
soon. Oh no, I'm no Superman. <laughs>